Hi, it's Andy, and welcome to the Hills Church Podcast. Our hope is that this will help your life and inspire your faith. Thanks again for checking us out. Hey, just before I get into this morning's message, I just want to take a couple of moments, if that is okay with you. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure like of us all, we've been asking ourselves, how can we help with the situation that's going on in Ukraine? Yeah? I've been, I've been wondering, like, how can, we, how can we support that? How can we give to that? Um, and often I'm, I'm a little bit like slower under these things because I, I we don't want to get caught up in some emotional bandwagon, so we start collecting all this random stuff and it's going nowhere, or we're sending money to a charity that's really not working on the ground. But our, our good friends Steve and Charlotte Gamble, they have a church in Poland, and um, what's just happened over the few weeks is they've got like thousands and thousands of people are fleeing, obviously, and um, they experienced 60,000 refugees just in days there coming into Poland. And um, so I, I was talking to Steve this week, I said, Steve, here's the thing, what's going on? Give us an update. He's actually flown out there today, uh, invited us to come out anytime we want to go out and help. Maybe, maybe that'll look like that, maybe in the coming weeks, I'm not sure. But this is what he said. He said, Andy, if you look at the news, you multiply it by 10, and that's what it's like. His church sent us a couple of videos, and it's literally mental. And um, so what they're doing is they're, they're being really wise. All the church's charities are coming together, and they're going like, how can we help? What can we all do so we're not overlapping? And what's actually happening is the hospitals have run out of... of um, powder milk or what do you call it, milk, formula milk, uh, milk formula, and um, I think that's what we're going to aim to do as a church anyway, um, and a charity that Paul Ward, a friend of ours, is part of, also we're going to partner together to send some money over, because what they've noticed is the formula's running out, and he said this is the God's honest truth, there's children dying in hospital because the mothers are unable to provide milk for their children because of all the stress and all that's going on, and they're just going, hey, we don't need clothes, we just need to keep people alive. So frankly, what they're trying to do is they're trying to buy as much milk formula as they can so they do not have a baby starving to death. Yeah? yeah? So I, I don't know about you, but um, right now, we're going to receive a text to our phones um, from the church. I don't know how that's going to happen, articulate that somehow, but you should be getting a given link uh, for that. You can give to the church just by the QR code, but this link that you'll get text to you right now, if you're not on our system as well, follow the Connect uh, form online, and we can get you on our system for things like this. But that, that link there is specifically for us to give to the situation in, in Ukraine. Every single pound we bring in is going to go over there, and right now it's going to be by milk formula. So hey, I'm not, uh, we're not begging you for money, but if you have something extra in your account or you'd like to give, that is exactly where that's going. Steve actually said this morning, I was talking to him, he said, hey, I'm going to try and shoot a little video in the church, but it's kind of chaos because the church is becoming like a, a house, there's people lying sleeping on it, and it is just nuts. He said the, 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 the challenge they're facing is the people with money are there currently, and he said, listen, there's going to be 100,000 people coming here in the coming weeks, so this thing's going to get larger, and, um, but we're believing it's going to get smaller with God's help and um, God's healing power. We're asking for a supernatural act of God like us all. But the reality is, there's some practical things that we can do, and I just think this is a great idea. I think it's a practical way that we can bring um, help to real need at this time. Would you agree? So if you have spare, if you have something spare, if you have a business here and you would like to do that or whatever way it works, we're so grateful for your generosity towards that. If you want to find out more, I'm perhaps going to draft a little bit of an email this week, starting to make a bit more footage with Steve going on over there, just to keep us up to date with what's going on in any way that we can help. We would love to do that. So it's with that that we're here this morning. Hey, next weekend, get to church because the, the Compassion Lady is coming along. Her and Victoria have been connecting. She's going to share a bit about that. We too have a Compassion Child. And um, 
I, I, I'll be asking you to pray about that. It's an, it's an incredible organization. So it's going to be a great weekend next weekend in church. But today I'm, I'm, I'm closing off this collection of talks this weekend called Red Hot. Uh, I'm so glad that you're in church. I'm so glad that you're catching this message on a podcast somewhere um, because uh, I think it's going to help us out. I think it's going to encourage us as well. But this is the truth. We could talk about relationships for a lot. We could probably talk about it for weeks on end. And um, <laughs> we'll bring this conversation to a closure because uh, the whole thing about following Jesus is about a personal, authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. So when we could talk about our relationship, we could talk all day about it because fundamentally it's who we follow and we, are, we get to have an access to Jesus. But this week, uh, we acquired a new trailer and... Um, we're going to have it for events, stuff for church, stuff, and for uh, Andy Gamble's on about building a house currently. And uh, this is what I found this week. Got a new trailer, have it on the Jeep. And um, uh, how many of us know when you hook a trailer on behind a car or behind the Jeep, your fuel goes quicker? Anyone else know that fuel is more expensive currently? Is anyone else finding that the only thing they're talking about at the dinner table right now is the price of fuel? All of a sudden, I'm at that stage where I'm turning into my dad and my granddad. I'm on the phone to my friend, talking about the price of car tax, going to the price of fuel, and saying, how are we ever going to afford to live right now? I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, but the, the, I had the trailer on, making my way around, putting about doing some errands this week, and um, this is what I've realized, though. Uh, it changes your, your speed in the car. It changes how you drive. When you have a trailer on, it kind of... It kind of just changes the way. I mean, and there was a couple of times I haven't really been towing a trailer. I used to have gambling engineering going on. I tow a trailer every day and uh, got a little bit used to not towing a trailer. Uh, and this thing called bump steer. And I was a little bit late in the breaking into a corner. And all to say that there was a little prayer that was said midway through a corner. And uh, by the grace of God, I met it around the corner. But this is what I realized is your connection leads to your direction. What you're connected to leads to how you will move in life, how you will go in life, and how you, you will move in life. And truth being told, when there's a trailer connected to you and a gamble, you've got to be 35 miles an hour slower and to a square right when it's slightly slippier than I was going. Now, amid the corner, no one was hurt and hip, hip, hooray. But this is what I found. Your connection leads to your direction. Your connection is involved to what you're connected to is a lot to do with where you're going in life, and, but more importantly, how you're getting there, the way you're going about it and all of that. And I want to encourage us this morning about this thing called relationship. And for anybody here that does not know Jesus yet or haven't accepted him into their heart as Lord and Savior, or maybe you've disconnected from this thing, that this relationship you've had, listen, we all get to have a personal, authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is our connection to him. We are not connected to God through a religion, a methodology. We are connected to God through a personal, authentic relationship that is designed for me and designed for you. So your connection, though, leads to your direction. And if you want some direction for your life, I would encourage you this weekend to take time out and to make sure that your connection is live and it's hot and it's well secured. You need to make sure it's well on and it's well oiled and it's working well because if you're struggling with direction in your life, can I ask you about your connection to God? Because often speaking, your connection to God is often to do with your direction in life. And I don't know about you, but you're struggling with direction. You're here this morning and you're wondering what to do next. Can I ask you, have you asked God, how is your relationship with God? I didn't mean to maybe say about this, this weekend and this, and this talk, because I felt when I was praying that I had to talk about this for a little moment at the start of this conversation. Your connection to God is really key to your direction in life. And wherever you're going in your life, please would you not neglect 
your connection to God. Because the closer your connection to God is, I, I believe the smoother and the better in your direction and your, the direction your life is going to go. Would you agree with me this morning, Hills Church? It is unbelievable how it can change our direction, how it can change our perspective. And the way in this morning, I was just listening to the audio Bible because I didn't get time. There were sick kids and all going on in the house. I didn't get time this morning to get to read scripture. I listened the whole way in. There's just something about being connected to God. Having a relationship with God is incredible. If we've talked about nothing in this collection of talks, we hope that you have picked up the fact that your relationship with God is important and you should have one. And as you walk through your life, it grows and deepens. And as you grow deeper with God, your life will become easier, better, and fundamentally you will prosper. But we were thinking then about this relationship with God. And as we look at it and we, we learn from it, I think there's even going to be a couple of scriptures on the screen even this morning to help us. But when we look right through this Bible, that this Bible is full of stuff. I looked at Psalm 136 this morning. I was, I was driving in. I was studying it this weekend or this week even. I was just going through it. It says 26 times in the scripture, it says his love endures forever. God loves you and he wants to have relationship with you. But therefore, we also look at relationships and we fundamentally have sealed and signed the fact that our relationship with God is part of it. It is the most important part. It's primary where we focus from. But the reality is this, we all have to have relationship with each other. And how many of us know that relationship with each other isn't always the most easiest thing? Like, we've talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that we are all different. Um, and all you men want to be like me. LOL. I know I can't see you up there, Graham, but I know you're laughing. We're all different. The Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. But the Bible is a phenomenal book. It says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. It called you, it, God has called you by name. He has designed you, and he has called us to be in relationship with one another. And therefore, when we look at marriages this weekend, or we look at friendships this weekend, we look at relationships this weekend, host church, if I want to be known as anything else, I do not want to be known as the best speaker out there, I, 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 the best leader out there. I, I, I don't have an, an, an ambition to be the best at anything. I, honestly, I, I want to be known as someone that helped you go from A to B. I want to be known that, 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 that I, I pray that I have helped you grow in your relationship with God. I, I pray that, uh, that somehow there's but you felt God's blessing in your life through connecting with me. But the reality is how we do that, I don't think through a great conversation. I think one of the most important parts of church is the tea and coffee after church because it's where we grow in relationship with each other. I've said it a few weeks ago, it's great to see people in coffee shops hanging out, and the Bible says we should grow in disciples, we should disciple, we should make disciples. How amazing was it last weekend to see five people again get water baptized? Yeah, let's give them a wee cheer again, encourage them this weekend as they grow in their relationship with God. But we, we have to grow in our relationship with each other. And we look at the story of Noah's Ark in the Bible, and you see that those guys were on the boat for such a long time. And I wonder what the relationships were like on board the boat. We hear the big story, and we, we hear the boom and the bang. And Joe, would you put on the second scripture for me, please, this, this morning, if you could? There's two scriptures. The other one, please. 
Here we go. So you see, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, and he grew in favor with God and man. Luke chapter 2, verse 52. You see, Jesus grew in stature, but he also grew in favor with God and man. You see, we are called to grow in favor. Jesus himself grew in favor with God. If Jesus were to grow in favor with God, then we too should as well. But the reality is well, he also grew in favor with man. He worked in his relationship with his disciples and other people. And, and, and we look at relationships, and I'm not sure about you, Hills Church, but I'm maybe just a very stereotypical Northwest man, but conflict is something I don't really naturally like. We kind of do well with avoiding conflict here in the Northwest. We're good old fireplace scolders, aren't we? On the way home, you know, picking up a one with someone, I mean... But, but this is what, I, this is what I, I have found. Conflict is inevitable. Conflict is unavoidable. It is, you cannot miss it. But the problem is with conflict and doing relationship with each other. I don't know about the kind of person you are, but I naturally am a reactor. But what God really wants us to do is be responders. Our scripture, please, Joel. Now, Cain said to his brother, now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. This story lasts for eight verses in chapter, Genesis chapter 4. In a moment of madness and the moment of the responding, I would like to say this, go, the, mo- the moment we go emotional, you see, the truth is whenever we are doing relationship with each other, you see, God made us emotional. Did you know that? Yeah. We are meant to be emotional men in the Northwest. We are allowed to cry. I don't cry. Men cry too. It's okay. We are emotional beings. God has designed us to be emotional. It is okay to weep, men. <laughs> it's okay to show our emotions. It's okay to be emotional sometimes. Yes? We are meant to be emotional. But the truth is, whenever we are dealing with the likes of conflict or building our relationships or growing with each other, I'm not entirely sure about how you react, but often when I get a curveball through my way or something comes my way that I don't like or I get angry in the heat of the moment, I know no one listening to this podcast or no one in this church ever gets angry or heated, right? I know none of you are like that. I know none of you have a bad temper. I know none of you flip the hood the other time. I know none of you do that because I know you are all saints. And I can see halos above all your heads. So I'm not speaking to any of you. Just talking to myself. But, but, but whenever we come to respond to, 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 to situations and someone comes and says something to me that I don't like or da-da-da-da or da-da-da-da or pulls right in front of me in a parking, park, car park or whatever it may be, often Andy Gamble, me the only person being here, not speaking to anyone else, I don't respond, I react. But but my reaction comes from my emotion, not the irrational situation, because when I go home from the car park and I sit down and my kids jump on my knee and they ask me to build an ark that we were trying to do yesterday. How many have seen my video of me and Ralph chainsawing yesterday? We cut all this wood and then we got all the wood cut and it took me like two hours and Ralph goes, Giddy, we can now build an ark. And I'm like, we just cut all the wood and if I want to put it in a ship. When I settle myself down, I want to calm myself. I, I sat this morning on a few moments on the way to church, and I put on God's word, and I, I put on. Not, doesn't John do incredible this morning? Let's give him a wee cheer again. <laughs> hey, people are sick this week. Stuff's going on this week, and we had just one person. John rang me, says, "There's one person going to do in the band." One person was amazing in the band, wasn't it? 
It was an incredible. When we focus ourselves, we pause for a moment, and regardless, and I'm going to use a boy pulling out in front of me in the par car park, and I'm getting a little bit emotional, when I boil it all right down, and I, I let my emotions settle, and that scenario becomes very rational. I wonder what I, when I think about that, would I respond better rather than reacting? You see, when we respond, when we react out of emotion, it brings death. But Jesus himself was hung on a cross. Calvary. Jesus himself was hung on a cross and died. And if you look at the story, and there's this guy, Timothy Keller, and there's a guy called Tom, Tom Wright that write about it. I studied it this week, and it, it blew my mind because Jesus on the cross, God himself was teaching us. In a moment, Jesus could have risen from the dead. God could have chose any single time to raise his only son to life. He was in full control. But the people were going, hey, why can you look at him now? They were laughing and they mocked him and they left the scene of the death of our Savior. And they were sniggering and they were laughing and they were bursting out of their emotion. And this is what God the Father done. He said, hey, ho, ho, I'm going to teach us people how we respond because we're going to bring this thing down to very much ration. And Jesus himself made a mockery of what was led by power because we all know what happened. You see, when we respond out of emotion, it brings death. But when we, when we react out of emotion, it brings death. But when we respond out of ration, it brings life. Because guess what, Hull's church? Three days later, Jesus might have been dead, but he rose from the grave. Simple stuffs, but it's changed our world. He got emotion, and he says, you know what? Emotion is for a certain part, but I'm going to bring some ration to this baby because I ain't dead, I'm alive. So you can get all your emotion, you get all hyped up if you want, you get angry, sad, blue, blah, blue, but Jesus Christ is Lord. This is the gospel. This message ain't not me fancy. Those lights are fancy, and Nathan makes them do all crazy stuff whenever we're doing worship, but this is the gospel message. It is plain and black and white. You cannot hype it up. You can't water it down. It's the gospel. Jesus died for me and you, but more importantly, he rose again. It was defeated. It was beaten. Your life is free. You get not only a full purposeful life here on earth, but you get eternity in heaven as well. Through his blood, through his resurrection power that only Jesus Christ can bring. People all over this world are searching for something. You, they're, they're searching for what we have, and that is a personal, authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. So I want to ask you this weekend, what are you dealing with emotionally? What are you dealing with emotionally? You just got a text from the church. Don't react to that text message. Go home and pray about that text. Pray about your finances. Seek wise. Be wise. I mean, are you tithing first? That's our first responsibility to the church. But if you're going to give, don't, I'm not trying to hype up some message today so we can raise some big fancy offering to go to you. Hey, listen, you've got to be wise. Go home and have a talk to your spouse, your friends. Think about it. Be rational. Make a rational decision. We've got to be rational people. Hey, and if you've got a rational amount of finances that we can help, hey, just buy some formula for some children that they're not going to die. 
Yeah. But this not do something silly or some knee jerk because, hey, we all got to be wise. What you're dealing with, though, what are you dealing with? I mean, I, what, are you, what are you going through? And every single one of us is going through something. Every single one of us. We all have to go to work tomorrow again. It's Sunday. And the sun's shining. So we're going to be all in Port Rush eating Morelli's ice cream. And it's going to be minus four. And we still, are you kidding me? And we market people going to the sea. I'm not sure he's worse. You're putting the ice in your body. I'm just saying that because I can't have ice cream anymore and I'm kind of jealous because of dairy in it. And then you ask for dairy-free ice cream and that's just a train crash. I'm going down, I'm going to rabbit hole, get out of it. What are you dealing with though? What, what scenario in your life? We all, we, all, we all have stuff. Every single one. The cool thing with me in this room is I'm the same as you all. We all have something going on in the world. Every one of us. Every single one of us. That we do need to respond to. But our human nature wants us to react to. I think maybe we could go a little bit deeper. I think there's an enemy out there working against us. You see, we have a war, and the Bible says it, against flesh and blood. You see that, no, but the Bible says that no weapon formed against me will prosper. You see, we all have something. And I think there's a, there's a little enemy out there chipping on my shoulder going, respond, 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 respond. In church circles, the most, peop- the, most, the most fights that happen are straight after church services. The enemy wants to divide, break down, d- destroy. He wants to get in. And he gets in through people like me and people like Maybe not in this room, but somewhere else. Because in a moment of madness, we get our backs up and we, act, we respond humanly and we react. And I don't know about you, but I could tell you a whole pile of scenarios where I have reacted. And I have responded out of my emotion. And honestly, Hills Church, probably not the coolest thing. If anyone's dealing with regret sometimes, maybe it's some of those things. But I have also dealt with situations in the last week where I've said to myself, let's settle. I want to pass the test because as I was preparing this message this week, I went to reverse out of a parking space and there was a man parked behind me. I was like, you know, I'll give him 30 seconds. I'm like, he just wouldn't move. So I got out of the car and I said, uh, excuse me, sir, but like I'm just looking to reverse. Would you ever jack your, move your car back a bit or forward a bit? And he just gave me the two barrels, just not going to repeat what he said. And I just turned and I said, all right, sir. <laughs> no bother. And I was putting preparing this message, and I wonder if I had been, hadn't have been preparing the message. Bad parent in there, Stuart. <laughs> I did, did not know how you're even doing so, such a good job. I think they need to be clapped, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Four kids run made of sky hooks and climbing frames. But I wonder how I wonder how I would have responded if I wasn't preparing this message and a gamble pastor of a church wanting to follow Jesus with my heart. You know, he just said a couple of wee things he didn't really need to say and go back into the car and I just laughed at myself. I said, Jeepers Andy, he did well there. And I looked up and the car in front of me just drove off. Drove away parking space and away on. But I just want to ask you this weekend, what are you dealing with? Maybe this, is this message a God thing for you? Is this a message maybe that maybe you just got to put this in your bike or your holster and go, I'll bring this out later on. But I ask you, would you bring it out? Because we, we just read about 
you know, Cain and Abel. I mean, in one, in eight verses of the Bible, two brothers end up in a little bit of conflict in the heap of a moment, responding out of emotion, uh, reacting, sorry, out of emotion brought death. And I read through Scripture, and I look at David and Goliath, and I look at how David approached Goliath. You see, the story and the narrative of the cross is not somewhat of emotion. It's actually 100% ration, because Jesus Christ is not adrift. It's a rational thing. He is Lord. David conquered the giant. He didn't do some emotional, hey, I'm da, 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 da. It was a rational decision. It was a rational response, other to a giant that brought life to his people. So I just want to ask you as we close this message this weekend, what are you dealing with in your life? What scenario are you dealing with? What obstacle are you dealing with? What challenge? What, what colleague? What friend? Hey, how's your marriage? How's your relationship with you're getting married? How's your, how's your friendship? What is it that you, everything inside you screaming, I need to react? And you talk. When my kid threw a basket at my other kid this morning, what did I do as a parent? I cannot run on screaming and shouting. I've got to sit him down in the bed. When I have settled myself and said, we all know who we're talking about. The smallest. That wasn't cool, mister. This is helping my parenting. I ain't got parenting right. It's the hardest thing in the world. Sir, that wasn't cool. We need to go and say sorry about that. We prayed about it. My natural reaction would go, Hey, sit up there. Look around yesterday. I'm not going to repeat what he was doing yesterday. <laughs> family, friends, people, they all drive us insane because we're all the same. We drive each other insane occasionally, occasionally, very occasionally actually. But the problem with that is when we react out of emotion in a very minimalistic part of the journey in our relationship, it can ruin our relationship for life. Why is the enemy an emotion? Why does the enemy want you to react? Because he wants to break down the very thing that God himself came to do, build relationship. This is a powerful message. This message will help me tomorrow, today. I've got to drive to Belfast. I'm going to help a church up there. They're launching in September. We're going to do some team stuff. I've got stuff going on tomorrow morning. I've got da -da 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 -da. life goes on. Am I going to be a responder? Or am I going to be a reactor? Jesus came to the cross and the people said to him, they even said to him, Scripture says, hey, raise yourself. They mocked him. They made fun of him. They laughed and they left. And they went, we told you this whole thing was a mockery. And they had their three wee days of having the crack. And then God said, no more. I am rational. I am the king. I am alive. And if you can catch us this morning, host church, if you're listening to this message, if you can be a person that whenever conflict may arise or something that causes you to react, if you can go to your relationship with God first, I'm, I'm telling you now, if you're going to react today to something, you know what you do? Give yourself 60 seconds to just stop 
ask God about it. What do I do, God? Help me out. Read a Bible verse. Just open this thing. Read anything. Stop yourself. Settle yourself before God. God, please help me. Not respond to the, react to this, but God, respond. It'll blow your mind how well you'll do. Because what will happen is in the anger and the heat of that emotion, it will become rational and you will, report, you will respond rationally. And trust me, it is going to set you up for success. Because you cannot tame a tiger when your head is in his mouth. And that is what I've learned about emotion. When it's in the heat of a moment, we want to respond in the heat of a moment rather than will we let ourselves settle would we go before our God? Would we go to the relationship that fundamentally, because our connection leads to our direction, and our direction does not want to bring destruction? If we respond out of emotion, out of, of, out of uh, sorry, react out of emotion and the heat of a moment, it can bring wreck and ruin. But rather that we can go and consult the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. His name is Jesus. And we can say, God, help me. Would you help me respond to this out of pure rationale? God, help me a bigger person. Help me to be a better person. And as I do that. I won, they won, and God wants. <sighs> Amen. John, you're going to join us. I'm going to pray. Has this helped anybody this morning? Here, stand with me, and I'll pray for us this morning. I'll be close. Today's your message. God, we thank you this morning that you are good. God, I thank you that you want to help us to be people that respond and not react. I pray, God, that you would help any of us this week, God, or in our lives as we go through life and we go through different scenarios, God, that you would help us be people, God, that would not react out of emotion, but, God, we would respond out of rationale. God, we would respond, God, we would bring blessing to people, even go, God, people would make fun of us, say things about us, even though, God, people would have the right, God, for us. Do you know what? A little bit they would probably need it to react it to. I pray you would help us focus, God, on our relationship with you. And that would bring peace to us. That would help us. And I pray, God, for anybody this week that needs to respond. I pray give them the ability to respond with your grace. And, God, that they would be blessed out of it. The other person would be blessed. And above all, God, you would be glorified. In Jesus' name, and we all said, Amen. Hey, thanks again for checking out the Hills Church podcast. Hey, if this message has inspired or encouraged you in any way, why don't you share it with a friend? Hi, as well as that, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. at the Waterside Theatre, and we'd love to see you at one of our services. But hey, thanks again for checking out the podcast. Why don't you subscribe to our channel?